Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Nelson. In today's study of 1 John, we are going to be looking at God's love on display. So 1 John 4, 9 reads, In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent His only Son into the world, so that we might live through Him. So first, we're going to look at God's love on display. So when studying theology, we often make the mistake of thinking that theology is simply head knowledge. You know, like, we learn about this, we read this chapter, okay, I I know that. But we don't make the application to life. And that is what we cannot do. When we study theology and when we study God, we can't just let it go to our head. Rather, we must, I love the saying and I use it over and over again, we must worship in spirit and in truth. We have the truth of theology and then we worship God for that. We worship him and let that impact our emotions. We are grateful for what he's done for us and we stand in fear of him knowing that he is an awesome God who is slow to anger and abounding in faithful love. And we also stand in fear knowing that God's wrath is infinite. But as we will see, Christ has taken that infinite wrath for us. So the attributes of God don't just exist. They're shown by God's actions. They're not just these things that, yep, God, that's, God is love, yep, and God is truthful, yep, and so... That's God for you. No, he shows those. It's not just like he something that's written in a book, like the Bible talks about it. Here are the facts about God, and that's it. No, it shows us how he's truthful. It shows us how he's loving. And here we see how he's loving. God sent his only son into the world. So here God shows us, or excuse me, John shows us again, That God's love isn't something that just happens to exist. He applies this. He uses that knowing that we are to worship God in spirit and in truth. How are we to worship him? By looking to what God's done for us. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us. It was shown among us. And it's not just something that's seen by some people. As believers, we can see God's love. And that is something to treasure and to worship God for. So as we study God and learn about him through his word, we must not have the mindset of a high schooler studying for a science test. Imagine saying, when am I ever going to use this? That's what it's like studying for a science test, you know? However, with theology, we're not to do that. Rather, we're to look to how God is glorious in each of his attributes and then worship him for it. We're to see who he is, what he's done, and then give him the due praise. So next, we're going to look at Jesus, the only Son of God. So if you are somewhat familiar with the King James Version, you probably got a, had a hunch that since his only Son is also translated begotten or only begotten. So the Greek word monogenes, hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. This sounds right. I mean, I don't know. So that's translated only here shows the exclusive nature of Jesus' sonship. That's what the monogenes means. Like the mono, you know, we think of mono, that's one. And so it shows the one-of-a-kind or exclusive nature. And so that's applied to Jesus' sonship. He is the only divine son of God. 
And so we know that he's not the only son in a broader sense because John in this letter talked talked about how we are sons of God. However, Jesus obviously is the only divine son of God. We are not we're not God, you know, that's pretty obvious, but I figured might as well put that out there. So Jesus being a son of God, being the only son of God makes him our brother since we are adopted as children of God. And that's something that we can sometimes miss. Sometimes sometimes we miss adoption entirely, but sometimes we may stop at adoption and not stop to realize that Jesus is our brother. And we are to look to him. We are to look to him as our older brother. I don't think that that imagery is accidental. Jesus is, we look to him like our older brother. We admire him. And we want to be like him. That is how we are to live. And so, notice also that Jesus was sent into the world. So, it didn't say that Jesus was, like, created in the world. No, he was sent into the world. So, Jesus existed before Bethlehem and even before time existed. He is God. And that means he is outside of time. He has eternally existed. He is eternally existing. And he will eternally exist. He is the Alpha and the Omega. The first and the last. And we can't lose sight of that. Because sometimes we just get overwhelmed with the present. However, we have to remember that the God we serve, Jesus Christ, is not inside of time. John eight fifty eight. This is Jesus talking. He says, Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. So he there is saying that he is divine and he's outside of time and he's infinite. So finally, we need to see that we have life through Jesus. Notice how John ends this verse. He says, so that we might live through him. Why did God send his only son into the world? So that we might live through him. We There is a purpose for Jesus coming into the world. John gives it so that we have life through him. That's why, as believers, we can't forget where our life comes from. Sometimes sin will try and subtly turn our gaze away from Christ. Rarely is it this sudden, like, oh, I don't believe in Jesus anymore, or I don't, I'm not looking at Christ anymore. You know, it's this slow drift. How rather we must root ourselves in Christ and constantly be looking at him. We have to every day be looking towards Christ. We have to strengthen our faith in Christ. How? By just looking at him. I mean, it sounds simple, but it is simple because Jesus is infinite. We can't help but when seeing him, worship him and trust him. So as we seek to kill sin and live in holiness, we must remember who has set us free from sin. So often we struggle and we have doubts because we forget who has bought us the victory. So as we seek to glorify God by enjoying him, we must look to Christ who satisfies us and gives us joy. We must remember where our life comes and that's through Jesus Christ. We live through him and we can't forget that. Christ is central to our lives every moment, every day. And when we when we lose sight of that, when we aren't focusing on Christ, we suffer for that. So going back to the theme of testing our salvation, we must remember that God gives life to everyone who believes in him. 
sometimes we have this feeling that like, oh, I'm not good enough. Surely Jesus couldn't have forgiven me. No, Jesus is our life and our there refers to all who believe in him. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. We must remember that our life is through him, not through what we've done. Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform and share us with your family and friends. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, please send them to me at daniel at adoptedbelievers.com. Thank you.